0: welcome to this happy podcast welcome this is planning the magic the podcast where we discuss all things disney vacation planning i'm jake
1: and I'm Alma, and today we have a special guest with us who's going to chat all about the services available at Disney Parks um, for guests with disabilities. So Jen is an expert on this topic and has personally experienced with not only Disney World, but Disneyland and also Disneyland Paris. So Jen, please take a moment to introduce yourself and uh, let the people know where they can find you.
2: Hi, everybody. My name is Jen. Um, I am a mom of three little kiddos, um, one who has um, autism spectrum disorder, and then two other little girls, one who's currently awaiting diagnosis. So I have lots of experience using um, the DAS Pass at Disney to help accommodate our family when we visit the parks. Um, You can also reach me through either Enchanted Vacations website or on Facebook and Instagram, Jen with Enchanted Vacations. Yeah, we'll make sure we
0: put all the uh, links down in the show notes or the YouTube description so you can uh, work with Jen if uh, you have any questions about, especially about the uh, special uh, needs services. So I'm really excited to have you here today because something I'm not that familiar with, you know, I know a little bit about it, but uh, you can always know more. And and so I'm really excited to hear more about this today. So uh, why don't you start by just kind of telling us, like some of your experience, maybe, you know, starting at the parks and then I know you've been on a cruise as well. So, uh, some of the kind of the features, the high level overview, and we'll dig down a little deeper yeah. as we go. Yeah.
2: So, uh, we mostly use it in the parks for sure. Um, we have only done one cruise as a family together. So my experience is definitely more park orientated, but, um, it's, uh, first off, it's an amazing service. Um, absolutely like game changer, you know, visiting. Prior to having kids, um, I didn't even know it was a thing. And I think a lot of people don't realize that this is a service that Disney offers. Um, it's totally like a little sort of hidden thing. Um, it's becoming more well-known, luckily, but it wasn't very well-known before. So after having my kiddos and then my son getting his diagnosis, um, you know, going to Disney and having those extra layers of, you know, like sensory and just different um, things that he has to go through, it was super overwhelming trying to navigate that. And once learning about sort of the disability pass, um, you know, it was a huge thing. So what it does is it basically helps guests wait outside of the line. So when you are seeing a ride wait time, and it has a return time of, you know, we'll say an hour, 60 minutes, um, instead of standing in that 60 minute line, you get to go onto the app and you will make a selection for that ride. And it'll give you a return time. Um, Usually it's like five or 10 minutes, actually less than the 60 minutes, but then you can wait and do whatever, go on some other rides, walk around, whatever you choose. And then you come back um, and you can redeem it. It's very similar to Genie Plus. Uh, You redeem that and you get to go through either, if it's a lightning lane ride, you go through lightning lane. If it's um, just regular with no lightning lane, you go through the exit kind of depends on the ride. super, Super handy. It works the same at Disney World, um, Disneyland. Disney Paris was a little bit different, but um, it honestly is an amazing feature just for the factor, you know, from like my son, especially. He doesn't do well standing in, you know, heat with lots of people. super loud. You know, it's very stimulating. Um, And he's a very go, go, go kid too. So, you know, there's a, it's hard for him to just sit still, you know, a lot of his stims have to do with like movement. So for our family, when we, you know, book these rides, we get to go while we're waiting and we get to go walk around, he gets to see things, you know, we get to go, if he needs a quiet moment, we can go do that. So it is um, a feature that is absolutely like we wouldn't do the parks the way we do them it would be totally different experience if we didn't have that feature i don't even know if we would be able to you know be in the parks for as long do the rides that we do you know my son loves to do all that but having to navigate you know standby lines it's a it's a hard thing so experience you know this pass is a a very um yeah just a a life-changing thing for families who need it for sure
1: yeah, so so your so the service available is uh it's called Disney accessibility
2: yeah, service service.
1: So yeah. in short um people call it the DAS pass. Yeah. Um, but that's not the only well that's the main thing available um for guests with disabilities, but there's also you you mentioned sneaking away to sort of quiet locations. Um there are special segregated sections that can get you, um, you know, out of the noise. Is that right? Or is that something that you just know personally?
2: It's something that I just know personally. So I know that like at Universal, for example, they have quiet like room, sensory rooms. Um, Certain parks have that. At Disney, you know, we've sort of figured out our own areas of the parks that are like very sort of quiet, sensory friendly because they're low stim, that kind of thing. So I actually have a list for, for clients of sort of areas that like we go to you know just to sneak away or even just areas that I don't find like a lot of people utilize and it's just like it might not be as quiet but there's more space like my son can kind of just like get his all's wiggles out and everything and whatnot so those are some things that I like to send out to clients I know that have kids who or just themselves who need those sort of quiet areas or spacious areas Yeah, I think I might hit you
1: up on those tips (laughs) for myself.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's honestly, I need that too sometimes. I'm like, I am overstimulated.
0: I mean, that really can make a big difference. I know my daughter has at least noise sensitivity issues. And so definitely in the parks can be very overstimulating for her too as well. And so, you know, I know we find those quiet spots to go to that can just kind of go unwind and relax. And it makes a huge difference of, you know, making it through a whole park day.
2: For sure. Absolutely. Like we've done it just on our January trip to Disneyland, um, which was like the kickoff to the 100. So we did see like a lot of crowds, you know, coming in and whatnot, but it was, um, you know, it was hard. Like we didn't find some of those quiet areas were pretty packed during that trip compared to other times that we've gone. And, you know, like my son was like, he never usually, like he'll just stay, like he'll stay. He wants to just, you know, go on rides and, and run around and typical kid stuff. Right. But when he gets too built up, you know, he shuts down and by like 1130, he was like shutting down. Like I want to leave, which is super unlike him. So we were definitely like very surprised by that, but super thankful that, you know, we have a lot of knowledge to be able to like, okay, let's try to find some of like, you know, very, very tucked away quiet spots and just like tuck away for like 45 minutes that kind of thing and it totally helps i mean it's not a total reset for him but it definitely brings him down and i'm sure it's the same with lots of other kids and families too you know just getting that reset time is so important
1: so we have DAS pass and you say it kind of works like genie plus um can you kind of elaborate on how how it works does it work for your whole family like how how would you go about getting it
2: So it works. Uh, You have to register for it. So unfortunately, that's something, you know, guests, I think, think that I can do for them. We can't as TAs. It has to be done. Um, The person who's going to be the DAS holder. So for like my family, it's my son. Um, If down the road, um, because I mentioned my daughter is in the process of diagnosis, if she got diagnosed, she could also get her own um, DAS pass. So she would have to register as well. So depending on the family, there could be one or there could be multiple um, but whoever's gonna be the actual primary DAS holder, they have to be present for the registration phone call. So if they are a child, you know, it's most likely gonna be the parent or grandparent who signs on to their Disneyland account. Um, then you're gonna go. There's a link for the actual disability access service page. If you scroll down, you can click on um, you know, register with a cast member. And uh, you can go on and it's a video call. So you'll start with just a chat on the Disneyland page and then you'll get bumped into a video call with a cast member. They will have to see the child. So if it's a younger child, they can just pop in. They'll get a picture of them just for the record. Um, If it's an older child, I have heard that they do like to chat with them if they're willing to chat. If not, the parent can take over, but it kind of depends on the situation. Once you're registered... Um, You know, they go through some questions with you. Uh, It is kind of, you know, a case by case basis. There isn't like a general, you know, every guest with this gets approved. You know, it is you do talk about the reasons you kind of have to explain why you yourself or your child uh, will benefit from sort of the waiting outside of the line feature, what that will do for them, what your experience in the park, you know, if they did have to wait in line looks for those are kind of the questions we've been asked in the past. Once you go through it, if you're approved, uh, you'll go back to just chatting and they'll give you sort of some um, pre-selection rides. So it's limited. um, Not all the rides are available, but they'll give you, you know, a bunch of them. You get to choose um, for each day, you get to choose two of those rides to pre-select. So it's kind of a jump because... DAS works a little bit different than Genie Plus. You have to scan into the ride to make your next selection. So Genie Plus, you can do the two hour and kind of stack. DAS, you have to, you know, scan in and then you can book your next one. So doing the pre-registration phone call and everything and chat, you get those two bonus rides per day to like start off with, which is really nice and beneficial. Um, And then once you've done all that, it gets registered into your account. And then when you're at the parks, once you scan in, you can, it's similar to Genie Plus. Once you've scanned in, you can start making your next ask. So if you do the pre-selection, you'll have two already in your account. And then when you scan in, you can make a third one right off the get-go. So even if you have two for later in the day, you can make another one and then keep going with that one. You know, once you scan in, book your next one. Once you scan in, book your next one and keep going. Um, It's all done on the app. So it's, if you have any, familiarity with genie plus it's basically the same process you just go to the ride that you're looking for and you can click on it um it'll show the disability and you can click redeem it'll show you what time everything is very very straightforward i actually have a little video tutorial as well for clients just on like what it looks like um but it's it's very easy they made it very user-friendly i feel like anyways and uh it's not very hard to I think it's less confusing than Genie Plus because you don't have to worry about, like, the two hours. I think, you know, it's just like, okay, book, scan, book, scan. It's pretty straightforward. For people who are, like, very low-tech and don't have time to do the pre-selection, you can still go to City Hall and you can get it done um, the first day of your trip. But you won't get those two pre-selections per day. So you kind of lose out on that. But some people don't want to waste the time to register. So depends on the situation
0: and with those pre-selections uh are they just any time to use throughout the day or is there a certain time that you kind of pre-register for
2: So they'll give you sort of uh, for each day. So you can start registering from 30 days out from your trip up to two days out. So if you start at the 30 day mark, you'll have more options. Um, If you register closer to your date, there'll be less, but they'll give you, I don't know what their like amount is. I'm assuming they have X amount that they can dole out, but basically they'll give you, okay, the list of rides. You say we want to do, you know, goofy sky school and midway mania. And uh, for example, then they'll say, okay, on, you know, July, whatever. This is the times we have available for those two rides. You pick the rides and then they load them in. So you don't have as much flexibility to like pick, I guess, what would be ideal for you. It's sort of what's available. But, um, you know, if you go for the 30 day out, there usually is lots of times to choose from. So you can choose, you know, morning or afternoon or whatever. Usually for us, I like to just have them done for sort of the evening because I know that's when things we always like rope drop and go early so it's nice to have a couple things like pre-done for later in the day so that works for us.
1: Yeah speaking of things booking up uh, are there limitations on the DAS Pass like will there be rides unavailable throughout the way the sorry will there be rides unavailable throughout the day at any point or will you always have access?
2: There's always access. So it is like it does work for, you know, Rise of the Resistance, uh, Radiator Springs. You can book those. Um, The only time you can't book anything is if it's down. Um, Otherwise, everything's open. Everything's available. We've never encountered um, any times where it hasn't been. The only issue we ever, well not issue, but the only time that it was ever different was when Mickey and Minnie opened up and we had to still get into the virtual queue and get a spot. And then when we went to go for our time, instead of going into the virtual queue, like standby line, we went and showed them like we had a disability service and they put us through the lightning lane entrance instead. So that was a little bit different, but every other ride, um, works the same. I don't know about Tron. Actually, that's the only one I don't know. I think it's, might might be different i've heard different things but i haven't experienced that myself so i don't know for sure
0: now there are some rides that you cannot pre-select right everything's available once you get into the park oh, but at yeah. least there's a handful in each park that yes yeah are not available for pre-selection
2: yes yeah yeah so they give you um you know off the top of my head like i know in uh california venture like you can choose from i mean it's it's a good selection, like Web Slingers, um, you know, like Goofies, Midway Mania, um, Sorin, sort of all those in um, Disneyland, you know, like Buzz Lightyear, Matterhorn, Big Thunder. Um, it's a quite a good list. Um, there's a few like you can't do Rise, you can't do Radiator, sort of like the, you know, none of the individual Lightning Lane, you can, can't do those. Um, but it is still like a good chunk.
0: Can you do the individual Lightning Lanes day of, though? with das yeah. pass
2: yeah, so once you're in the park, and yeah and you still have to purchase yeah. the
0: individual lightning lane for that nope, that's no. that's nice <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah it is no. it is
2: very nice, yeah, it is for sure um for sure a plus, so
1: just to be clear, you don't have to pay for das pass right no, no,
2: no, no. it's all just a register, and like I said, it's like a case by case, so they'll chat with you directly and then approve or deny based on your situation.
1: So I know you said there's no sort of general why they approve and why they don't approve, but who overall is this service for? Like who can use this service?
2: So it is based for um you know cognitive um disabilities, so you know like I mentioned with my son with autism, um there is, you know, obviously other you know sensory processing like PTSD different kinds of of things I've seen approved. Um, The whole purpose of it is, you know, it's not mobility based Um, people who have mobility issues. You know, Disney does offer different solutions. You know, if you're in a wheelchair or scooter, um, you know, those kinds of things, different ways to get through the lineups. Um, This is more for people who can't tolerate the being in the physical line due to sort of other stimulation, whether it's noise or, you know, the crowding. Um, You know, like for my son, he gets really, really anxious being around that many people um, and it becomes just, you know, he's and he's still little. So, you know, managing um, those expectations combined becomes really difficult. And, you know, um, outbursts and meltdowns are more frequent and it, it just doesn't work. He can't do it. We just can't can't force somebody to do it. And so he wouldn't be able to experience those things. So it is, you know, specifically designated for those people who would. Not be able to tolerate the the ride lineups without this service. So, and like I said, you're not skipping the line. I think a lot of people think it's just this instant, you know, oh, we get this, we're gonna skip through all. You don't. You still have to wait. You're just waiting outside the line. So, you know, if it's a 70 minute wait, like I said, there's usually like a just like GD plus a five minute ish window, but you're still gonna be waiting over an hour. You can just do it standing or eating or whatever somewhere else. So. Yeah, it's like a virtual line. Yeah, basically.
0: I know sometimes you see those people just coming in the exit and you're thinking, hey, you know, what are you, how do I get to do that? But they've already waited. Yes. It's just not waited in the queue with everybody else.
2: Yes. Yeah. And that kind of, I feel like kind of segues into like a whole other topic. You know, there's a lot of, um, I think, maybe not discrimination, but a lot of uh, people have their, you know, preconceived notions when they see people entering through the exit, you know. Um, Like you said, like, why did they get to do that? Like, how are they doing that? Like, I want to do that. And, you know, for a lot of cognitive disabilities, um, that kind of, there is no physical signs, not all the time anyways, of what's going on. So, you know, we've seen it where people given us like dirty looks, Um, people have tried to block us from like going through um, different things like that, where I get it. People, you know, they stand in line. It is frustrating. Sometimes you just, you know. I want my turn. You want to just get through, but you know, people don't realize that, you know, we did wait. We're just didn't do it in the conventional way. And again, this isn't like a service that is this like instant gratification. Um, you know, it is something where we still do our time and whatnot, but, um, I think there is a lot of people who, who do judge and that is hard. It is hard to see that because, you know, especially when you have a kid, like I'm a mama bear, I get very protective. (laughs) I don't, you know, I don't want people saying anything and whatnot. So it's hard to deal with that sort of um, the, the looks and the guilt that you feel. I feel like I feel guilty sometimes. Like people are looking at me and I feel like bad for going through, even though I know we did everything right, but it's, it's tough.
0: On the flip side of that though, I feel like Disney as a company does a fantastic job of being very accommodating and helping out, you know, not just in the parks, but across the whole Disney product.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, we've done, we've had nothing but just, like. Compassion and care, and just everything from Disney. They're always just top notch. And that's why, like, I say to, you know, any guests or clients who are debating between different, you know, companies, suppliers, products, like, Disney is the one that will, I know from experience, will take care of you and they care. They 100% care. And I've seen cast members, you know, like, politely and gently explain to, you know, other guests who are, like, irate about, oh, like, why are they going through, you know, the exit, you know, Politely and put them in their place and stuff. And they don't stand for, you know, people being mean or whatnot if they see it discrimination. So it's really nice. You know, you do feel like Disney has your back, which is amazing.
1: Yeah. I know Jen and I, we've talked about this topic many times. And um, you did point out a big difference between Disneyland Paris and the parks here in North America. And I do want to touch base on that. But I think the, you know, the reason that, you know, maybe people are looking at you like you're skipping the line is because some people are taking advantage of this service. So it's hard for people or those people to see that happening. Um, And now they just assume that if they can't tell that it's an obvious um, reason why they need the DAS pass, then they quickly assume that, they're misusing it so do you do you feel like that kind of is a reasoning behind that somewhat
2: oh totally yeah i mean as someone who's in tons of disney groups and facebook groups you know i i can't even count how many times i've seen people ask about das and talk about like misusing it um you know just from fellow like travel agents um Hearing stories, it is. It is once DAS became sort of like a, you know, it's great. It's more well known. It's you know becoming more something that people know about. So it's helping lots of families who need it. But on the flip side, you know, it's also you see like TikToks and you know reels and like how to skip lines and you know there's tour companies you know that claim their VIP you know do these things and they're using the DAS pass like for themselves to get other people through. So there is totally. um you know, these people that are basically ruining it, you know, for the people who need it, which is incredibly frustrating. You know, I've had people even ask me, you know, as a TA, you know, like, how do I get that for myself with no, you know, no reason for it. So it's hard, you know, especially as a parent of a child who does need it, um, to see that because if they took away this service, it would be devastating. And I don't, you know, um, Like I said to Alma before, when we went to Disneyland Paris, it was a totally different experience. And I think that their methods um, could be implemented maybe in North America. And it would be a way of cutting back on the people who are misusing it. Um, But I don't know if North America will do that. Maybe so. Why don't you touch base a little bit on
1: what that difference is? What was your experience like at Disneyland Paris?
2: So at Disneyland Paris, it was way stricter. They were super on top of actually verifying the disability. So for us, we had to show um, my sons, like each country had a list of different things that you could show to prove um, the disability itself. So in Disneyland Paris, I believe it works a little bit different too. It's not just cognitive. It is also, they have their disability, it's like a priority card, disability priority card, I think, I can't remember exactly the name, but it basically has, like, three different tiers to it, so you get color-coded, when you apply, you have to answer, like, a bunch of questions, you know, like, is your disability mobility-based, is your disability cognitive, like, they go through this whole questionnaire that you fill out everything, and then you have to bring proof with you to the uh, park. If you're at a hotel, we did it at our hotel, but you bring proof, you choose your country, it'll show you what you can bring to show that you have the disability or your child has the disability that you said that they have and uh then, based on that proof, they will approve you and based on your questionnaire, they will issue you a card. it's even got like I have it still my son's like picture on it and his name, and it's got a little color coded so it shows you know what level he is um you know for he can he's super super mobile too mobile so you know he had no problem going through rides but for him it was just the cognitive waiting in line so um you know he got his color whereas other people who were in wheelchairs or you know whichever Um, they would get different colors and it sort of would change how you would get support so for my son when we were there uh, it worked very similar to das um, here we didn't need to use the app though we would just go up to a ride um, go to they had little check-in like front areas or at the exit whichever and you would show the card um, and they would tell you they were supposed to tell you a return time. Honestly, it was really quiet when we were there. So every ride was just like, go like go for it, go on. So we basically were just going through. But from what I gather, they are able to give you a little return time on a sheet and then you would come back. So it was really different because, you know, it was it felt like everybody who was there who was using it was sort of like verified in a way, which was totally different um but i didn't feel like we ever experienced any like negative looks which was also very different like it felt like everybody was aware like okay there's a reason that they're you know going through the line um everybody kind of was like on the same page i think that was super cool i don't know i think it's hard because not everybody has proof you know sometimes you're like awaiting a diagnosis or you know some kids you know you can't get them in like we're still waiting for, you know, appointments for my daughter, things are a long waits. So I get that it could be hard to kind of navigate that bridge where, you know, you don't have proof, but they have XYZ's uh, reasons to use DAS. So it is kind of like a tough thing to navigate. But I did really appreciate that, you know, it felt like over there, they really were like making sure nobody was just saying like, ah, I have, you know, and, you trying to get it it was like a full process we had to make sure we brought everything we had to apply and like they checked like they weren't just like they were like checking checking to make sure like our paper said like my son's name and like our name and everything so it was like a yeah a very much more I don't know invasive deal over there but it was good rigorous it worked really well yeah very much so
0: nice I mean I think part of that too might just be kind of a cultural difference between you know, the countries, which, you know, it's, it is what it is, not necessarily a bad thing. Although in this case, maybe it is, but yeah. you know, you know, I was just in Disneyland, uh, <laughs> Tokyo, Tokyo Disneyland earlier this year and same thing too. Oh, it's yeah. just, you know, it's yes, it's a Disney park, but it's also just culturally so different being there. And and it is really fun to kind of see those yeah. differences, but it's also nice to see that how well they yeah. handle, you know, I don't have firsthand experience of the Tokyo Disney, you know, DAS pass or, or accessibility issues, but, but uh, just overall, I thought, the international parks are run so well.
2: Yeah. Yeah, they are. It was like a super cool experience to see just like another, another type of Disney, you know, the cast members and everything. And just the vibe. I'm not sure Tokyo's on our list for uh, Disney, but I know Paris, some of the cast members, it was, it was a really different experience interacting with them. I'm so used to like our bubbly, like North American (laughs) cast members. And Paris was like very monotone and, Not as well. Oh, Tokyo's
0: totally the other way. They are way more, like, excited. Yeah, overly bubbly. Even, like, the janitors are dancing during the parades and stuff. They're getting y'all hyped up.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. I was, like, yelled at by a cast member when we were in Paris. And it was, like, traumatizing. Because I, like, I pride myself on, like, you know, following Disney's rules. And this cast member was so mad at me. I had my phone for, like, Space Mountain. And I was just used to, like, the pockets that you can, like, tuck stuff in you know, and I thought like, oh, they'll have like that on the Space Mountain, but they did not. And so I didn't have anywhere for my phone to go. So I just like was going to tuck it in my sleeve and like bunch my sleeve up and hold it and this cast member he like physically like lifted up like the bar that goes over your head he was like you can't do that like it's gonna fly out he was like yelling at me everybody was looking at me i was like i don't have anywhere to put this and he just like he was so mad he was like fine he's like it's gonna just like fly out of there like watch it's gonna happen he slammed it down on my head and then he just sent us like he was like just go and we were gone and it was so different i was not used to that yeah
1: You're like put out in a timeout for that.
2: I felt, yeah. I didn't look at him when when I got off. I was like, don't look. (laughs) Did you wave your phone? I did kind of like, you know, like (laughs) it's here, it's still here. But yeah, it was very embarrassing. So (laughs) that was, and I feel like in North America, you would never see, like, they don't yell like, like that. Like this guy was like yelling. They have stern voices, you know, in North America, but this guy was like full out not having it
0: well i want to take a step back for a minute and talk about um for traveling you know as a whole family together especially for using a DAS pass who all can go along with you know so obviously there's the the person who qualifies for the DAS pass but you know is there a limit yeah. to how many people they can take with them or how does that work
2: yeah so there is um, In North America, they say it's like six other guests. That being said, I have heard different cast members say say different things. Um, So I'm not sure exactly, you know, if it's just kind of one of those you have to talk to the right cast member and you'll get. But, you know, we've traveled with grandparents. So we're a family of five. And then grandparents, that was a group of seven. And we had everybody was able to be on the DAS. You know, I did talk to the cast member, like, hey, we're gonna have this many people. Um, she was like, that's fine, and she just put it through. Um, but I have also had other cast members that said, like, no, like six is max. That is it. Like you cannot add any more. So typically, you know, for um immediate family, it does, you know, cover, I think, most people. Obviously when you start to get like large groups, it's not gonna cover like you know, a party of 10 or 12 or, you know, like your cousin's cousin and stuff like that. And I think that's part of too, where, you know, some of the flack for DAS because you have these um people who are abusing it and, you know, they're having like three members of their party so that they can get like, you know, 21 of them all through, which is obviously not good. But um yeah, I mean, it works. It covers, it should cover majority of the people. Um, in Disneyland Paris, it was capped at, like, five people, so that was their max, and they were strict, because I met up with a coworker and we tried to see if they could, like, come with us, and they were like, no, it's five people, so they were very strict over there, um, and I, from what I gather here, you know, you it is strict when you're in the parks, you know, like, only the people who are linked to the DAS can use it. Um, we've never tried to have anybody else come with us, but... Yeah. So there is a limit. You can't just have everybody join you.
1: You can't win friends over that way. You can't.
0: (laughs) Well, let's switch gears a little bit. I want to cruise is near and dear to my heart. It's one of the things I love. So uh, I know they do a great job on the ships as well for Disney Cruise Line. What's been your experience? You know, they don't have ride queues or or anything like that that you need to worry about. But how do they uh, make things better on the ships?
2: So yeah, that was one of my biggest sort of concerns. Um, We just did the Disney Wonder to Alaska and, you know, it was seven days. Um, I was a little nervous because it was our first time, you know, taking three kids, but taking, you know, my son and and seeing how everything was going to go. So I did a lot of chatting with cast members on the phone. I probably bugged them asking like a million questions, you know, prior to going and whatnot. But overall, like there was no reason to ever even like have a slight concern. They were phenomenal you know like you said there's no rides so really there isn't you know a lot of like queues that you're waiting for or anything like that so the only time we ever experienced waits was character wise and none of the cast members ever had issues with you know like myself or my husband or grandma grandpa like waiting and us like running the kids up and down the hallway or anything like that um You know we always checked in and kind of like hey like we're this many people but like is it okay and like everybody was like you know totally fine um and just really great I also found you know like the servers you know when you're on a Disney cruise as you guys know like you get the same servers through your whole dining rotation and they were amazing like we explained you know a bit about um my son and you know like dietary preferences you know for both two of my kids are like Extremely challenging. So, my daughter literally only ate like one type of noodle on the cruise for every meal. And our server <laughs> learned very quick and he would, you know, make sure it was all ready to go like before we even came. And my kids like only eat steamed carrots, they won't eat like the other steamed vegetables. So, they always like separated, you know, all <laughs> they had it all just like ready to go. Um, So that was super amazing because food is a big deal for us too. So one of the things I love about being in the park is, you know, there's options. Whereas like a cruise, I wasn't sure how we would handle, but you know, they were so accommodating with making sure like when I told them like, Hey, like they're only going to eat the carrots. Like they only brought carrots from then on They, you know, and she's only going to eat this noodle and like no cheese. And like every time was, you know, they, they knew it. They remembered, um, it was great. And honestly, like every single cast member we interacted with, every everybody on the ship was just so welcoming. So, you know, no pressure. A lot of the things that I, my son struggles with is, you know, he's not, he doesn't, doesn't like to talk, you know, doesn't, uh, has a lot of anxiety. Um, and, you know, all the characters were just, they took their time, like they got down to his level. You know, at the start of the trip, like he didn't want anything to do with like, hugging you know a lot of them except for like mickey mouse because who wouldn't hug him but you know he was uh you know very like held back but all of like the princesses you know they really got down to like his level and they would like take their time to talk to him and like he was like full hugging them at the end like i think he has a crush on a couple of them now like he was just (laughs) like (laughs) he loved it and so i i think that was so special because in the park sometimes you feel more rushed you know like there's a lot of people waiting for characters and the lineup is long and like for me like i never want to hold up the whole line and you know cause everybody else to wait so it feels like you're kind of going through faster Where on the cruise like we had so many special moments where the cast members like remembered us they remembered like the kids they would like get down and talk to them you know walking holding their hands so it was just
0: phenomenal i think on the ships because comparatively it's a lot less people On board than in the parks, you know they really do, especially for those that that do have special needs. I also travel on on cruises with my niece who's disabled, both physically and mentally handicapped, and I know by day two, like they all seem to know her and and uh, but same thing, yeah. Yeah. Especially the princesses, you know they they do remember you and they do kind of take those extra few minutes to really make the experience even that more special for you.
2: Yeah, absolutely. We saw a few other um, you know people on the ship. a couple disabilities as well. And, you know, just seeing the interactions between the cast members and watching, you know, while we were waiting for our turn was just like, it was just like everybody else, you know, melted away. And it was just like that, that was just happening. That was it. Like there was no pressure. Nobody was rushing them, you know, and they were just having their time. And nobody in line felt like, you know, I didn't feel like anybody waiting. Any of the other guests were like, you know, angry or trying to rush. Like everybody was just enjoying. Like when we would go up, And we would have our turn, you know, like I would hear people behind us like, oh, like that's so special. And like they were all happy for us to have that moment. And I think that was really special because in the parks, you don't get that sometimes the characters are great and I love them in the parks, but it's just different. They have more time. like You said on the cruise, there's less people. They just have that ability to like really connect, which is really awesome.
1: Cruising is definitely more laid back for sure. People have time to spend. And actually, Jake and I, in our cruise um, overview video, we talked about that tip where one parent stands in the line because the line is long, you know, especially for special characters that you may not see typically. So, yeah, the parent swap is kind of the thing to do because, I mean, eventually your kid's going to get antsy no matter what. So. That's a that's a good tip. I want to know, did you experience the
2: kids clubs and
1: and what was your experience with that?
2: We didn't fully. um, We did go in for open houses um, and whatnot, but we didn't. um, The kids didn't go in on their own and, and spend time in there when we were in there for open houses. Everybody who was in there was phenomenal. And I have no doubt that they would have had like a superior time. They just weren't at the point where they were you know, ready and confident enough to go and, and do that. Um, My son just has a hard time with all of the sort of new things. But when we were in there for open houses, we did have, you know, a few cast members, you know, who came over and, and, you know, were chatting with us. And, you know, you could really tell that they all, you know, like, you know, they love their job, they love working with the kids. And I think it would have been great. And I'm hoping over the next, you know, couple cruises, they'll, they'll get more used to it. But, We did do the Bibbidi-Bobbidi boutique with my daughter, who does have some sensory um, things going on, and she can be, definitely has some struggles sometimes, and so I was really nervous going into that, because I didn't know, you know, how that was going to play out, and again, like, all of my nerves were just, like, gone. They were phenomenal. They were all so, you know, took their time with her, and she was... She was like dead face the whole time. My daughter has like, like really bad, like R.I.B. Or R what is it? You know what I'm trying to say? Resting Mm -hmm.
0: face. Yeah. RBF.
2: There we go. Yeah. (laughs) And she was like that the entire, like, you would have thought we were like torturing her, even though she was having the best time. Like she loved it. She was so happy, but she was just like (laughs) the whole time. And just, but like, they were just like, they kept talking. And like, finally at the end, like they like kind of like were, you know buddy buddy and she was like op- warming up to you know and was like smiling and so happy and it was so cool and they actually did um make an accommodation for my son usually they said you know you have to have your bibbidi bobby appointment to come in and and uh you know get your outfits and stuff done but um you know we, we had an appointment book for my son to get the night costume um But he didn't want to after he changed his mind. So we canceled. But then he did want the night costume. So we were like, so we ended up talking to them and like, hey, like we talked to actually someone in one of the stores um, the night before. And I was like, do you know, like, can we just buy the night costume when we're there? Like, is it possible? And she was like, well, let me call like the manager and see. And so they called and they were like, look, we're going to set like, we're going to set the night costume aside for you when you go with your daughter tomorrow, like it's already going to be there for your son. Like, don't worry about it and whatnot. So we were able to like pick that up for him and he didn't have to, you know, do the experience, which was really nice. So it was just good to know that they, you know, they do make those kind of like accommodations and they were so like, you know, there was no judgment. They were like, yes, like, you know, like we're going to put it aside. Like, don't worry. And then they were like, you know, if he wants to come and get some like bravery dust and all that fun stuff, like just bring him back in his costume and like we can do that, which was super cool. So
1: they really do know how to make things special. I just like was about to cry listening to her story and it, it reminded me when we were on a cruise and... um we went to Bippity Boppity Boutique and it was my daughter's birthday and we didn't have an appointment, but she wanted a dress. So we were like perusing through the dresses. They let us in and look through the dresses. And she she loved all the dresses. And then they found matching shoes for her. And they like, you know, found her perfect size. And, you know, and then it was just me. And I was like, well, you know what? We're gonna go talk to daddy. We'll see, we'll see what he says. And and uh they're the fairy godmothers of training, right? So they yeah. they're like okay, well, we'll we'll keep it aside for you and we'll see you later. And then I think a couple hours later we came back to get the dress and they, they had it put aside for her. They recognized her walking in and they like did the whole experience. She put on the dress. They even gave her some pixie dust, let her sit in the chair. And it was just really special. So they really know how to, how to next level everything.
2: Yes, absolutely.
0: I mean, hearing you, Jen, talk about you know, the cast members on the wonder I've mentioned this a couple times on this show that the wonder is my family's home away from home. We spent a lot of time on, on that ship. And, and I know the cast members are largely the reason why we keep going back because they are just amazing. And that's true across the whole fleet, but I think the Absolutely. wonder there's something really yeah. special for, at yeah. least for us about the wonder. And, and uh, yeah, they really do make it special. And and I know that, you know, they aren't necessarily trained on any one particular disability but they do receive you know I think across the whole the whole uh, cast they do receive some training on how to make things more special for those that need it
2: yeah I agree I think honestly I was blown away with just the yeah the support the just the care like the attention to detail with everything you know like our our stateroom host um her name is Suda just like phenomenal you know like she was you could just tell she cared like one night our kids were like you know, we they crashed early, and like she hadn't got to our room yet. And she like I came in later, and she was like so apologetic. She's like, I didn't get to make you know like the little towel animal. She's like, I'm so sorry. She's like, I'm gonna make you two tomorrow. Like she just was like so sweet, <laughs> and I was like, it's fine, like it's okay. And uh, sure enough, like the next day, you know, there was two, and just sort of everything. I just couldn't even like at every detail, every person we interacted with was so just lovely and happy you know we ha- I had some really good talks with a couple of them um who were with the characters while my kids were waiting and just kind of you know chatting about like what they liked about it too and they all just like love to be there like they all love disney they all had that really and that's where i think too the difference with like some of the you know non-disney parks like in paris it's such a different culture and you know sometimes i feel like in those parks it's just it's just a job where, like, in North America, you know, on ships, I do, and, like, in the parks, I do feel like you get those people who, like, you can tell they love Disney, they love what they do, they love making those, like, extra special memories for people. And it means a lot.
1: You know, I don't want this to turn into a full cruise episode, but I am curious about your check-in process, how that went, because I know that sometimes that can get a bit frustrating, um, you know, having to go through the security and all that kind of stuff. So did you prepare beforehand? Um, Was there any sort of special accommodations that you needed? Like what was the process like?
2: So when I was talking to cast members, they did say when we got there that I could, um, talk to someone, you know, at the check-in terminal and sort of mention, um, about my son and if we needed any accommodations or anything like that, they could help us there. They didn't give me any specifics as to what, you know, would be accommodated, but they did say like they were there to support us if we needed it. Um, that being said, when we got there, we parked at the terminal, our, um, arrival time was twelve forty-five, I think, and we were there at like twelve twenty, 20 because I like to be, you know, extra early. And I was worried we were gonna have to wait, but by the time we got like upstairs and everything, like we just literally walked through it all. Like there was basically no wait. We pretty much sailed through everything. The only time that it was like a little bit of a wait was just the actual like check-in. And it took Maybe like a total seven minutes, but it felt like 45 minutes (laughs) because when kids are screaming, it just, you know, elevates the situation. But um, it was amazing. Getting on was just it was way different. I thought it was going to be so stressful. I was like prepping for like three weeks. I was like going over like we're going to have to go through and do all these things. But it was totally fine. Um, The hardest thing for us probably that there was no accommodations for um that we were told we could anyways was just doing um the safety the muster drill and doing which is something everybody has to do but the I didn't I knew but I didn't know maybe um just when they show like the ship like the horns and the alarm or whatever I didn't realize how long it was gonna go on for so I didn't prep my kids for that so it was like okay they're gonna do it and then they just kept you know, it goes on for like 13, whatever. And it was like, they were like not impressed with me because I was like, it'll be like two times. It's fine. It was not. So I was not prepared for that, but, um, and then of course it took probably to do that. It was like, we were there for a while because a few, I guess some guests, you know, didn't arrive. Always those
0: people holding up the line. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Always. So, you know, it took a little bit, but otherwise that was like the, the hardest part, Um, you know, and overall it was still really good so
0: and for anybody curious it's 7 short blasts followed by one long blast of the horn's whistle <laughs> <Thank you. laughs>
1: uh yeah we actually talked about that in the in the last episode too uh to bring you know ear protectors for your children because yeah it is very very loud and it's a long way and depending on where you are where your muster station is you could be standing the whole time too
2: Oh, we were, we were seated. So I'm, yeah. Most of
0: the time you're that. sitting out on on yeah. the deck yes. there, you know, on the walking track and packed in like sardines as they cram everybody out there. Sardines. So that's, you know, the one part of the cruise, that's not very fun, but you got to get through and, and definitely for prepping kids ahead yeah. of time makes a huge difference.
2: Prep is key for sure. When you're traveling, we just in with kids, anywhere, anyone yeah. with myself, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I need prep. Awesome. So I think we've
1: gone into detail about, I don't know, almost everything you need to know about disability services in the park and on the cruise ship. Um, Do you have any sort of pro tips? Like what is your best pro tip for people um, planning such a vacation?
2: I think it's really just the slow pace. You know, I think a lot of people think Disney has to be, you know, like go, go, go. And that's really overwhelming when you think about bringing like a child or yourself and, you know, you have sensory, um, you know, overstimulation, anything, any sort of cognitive things going on, you know, it's, it's a lot. And I've had clients, you know, like, do I need Genie Plus and Das? Like, you know, we want to have a good time. Like they don't want to miss out. They want to have a good time. And I totally get that, you know, but you know, if you're going and you're gonna use the DAS, just use the DAS. Don't don't put the pressure on like the Genie Plus. Go feel it out. You know, you can always add Genie Plus, like we know, while you're in the parks. Um, but feel it out. A lot of, you know, people that I've worked with that have gone and are using the DAS and, you know, have the disabilities um with one member or more of their parties, they really appreciate slowing down and just taking their time, you know, going through the park, you know, booking the rides and just having a break midday, finding those quiet spots. I think there's a pressure just in society. There's pressure to like, go, go, go all the time. But, you know, Disney doesn't have to be like that, you know, just sitting, catching the shows, you know, like I recommend a lot of the shows, you know, Disneyland's my home park and, you know, I love you know like the Lion King and, and, you know, going doing the Tiki Room and just all of them going to Animation Academy and California Adventure, you know, sitting there for a bit. So. I try to prep clients to just, you know, even if you're not doing a ride every 20 minutes, that's totally okay. You know, more than likely if you are doing it, like when we had Genie Plus with my son and we were kind of trying it out with Das, it was too much, like going back and forth on, it's just a lot for him. So just slowing it down, that's ultimately the key, taking the stress off, like Disney is 100% magical in it doesn't have to look the same for everybody everybody's trips are going to be different you know if you're traveling with a large group a small group you know older kids younger kids it's all different no matter what so really just taking that pressure off um really finding the time to just sit down get a churro like sit on a bench (laughs) people watch for a minute you know in toontown they have like the nice little like grassy area for kids to just kind of run around that's a great spot um you know so many spots you know tuck back by like Winnie the Pooh Um, we like to sit back there by Splash it's usually a lot quieter too so back there California Adventure you know there's kind of like that path between Avengers and um, Radiator Springs that's usually like a quieter area or like all the way back there's all those seats um, next to the oh my god I can't think of it theater Uh, Hyperion yes Hyperion thank you um, and that's usually not as busy. So, you know, finding just those little areas where you can just like take a breath and just relax, compose yourself, you know, let your kids have an ice cream or a snack or a treat, get a snack for yourself because that's important to um, a drink if you want one of those as well, because that's also sometimes important. And just like, yeah, enjoy, just enjoy and rope drop. That's also always rope drop, even with like anything, you know, with my son going in the morning, utilizing that like early time when it's quieter, super helpful too. Great tips.
1: I think that overarching thing for, for every sort of tip that we've had so far is to just lay back and, you know, enjoy. Yeah. Take it slow, take a break. yeah that's been that's been the vibe of yeah of our advice for this podcast so it's awesome that you came on and said exactly the same thing, same thing.
0: <laughs> I like to say sometimes you can have a magical trip without ever getting on a ride there's so much to do so Absol- yeah yes. glad you agree
2: yeah yeah <laughs> absolutely and people I feel like they just don't know that they think it's all like rides I'm like no like girl sit back <laughs> like there's so much more to do go ride yeah. the trolley like do something else there's so much.
1: I definitely get the perspective though when you're spending a lot of money for your trip and you kind of want to get it all done but that's a yeah. lot of pressure on yourself, you know? Give yourself a break. It <laughs> Take is. Take some put some more days in there and stretch it out. Yes. Take some more time.
2: Takes yeah. more time to explore. That's another good tip too. I feel like people try to cram everything into like 2 or 3 days to save money and I'm like, yeah, you know, you are saving whatever a little bit, but you're gonna be you could be stressed you know if you add the extra if you have the ability to have you know the extra days you know for us like four or five days is like we always try to do that even though we have like we all know the park like we're we could go through the park and probably do it in like one day and have you know hit all of our favorites and like be done but still like I just love to just like slow down enjoy like we just conquer like little areas that's our goal you know and That works for us so if you're traveling with you know anybody who has you know diverse needs and you know you want to slow down spend extra time in the park you know don't even bother a lot of people look at like you know like knott's berry or like universal and stuff and those are great if you can fit it in but like if you can just focus your whole trip on disney like you won't be disappointed (laughs) it'll be great i promise
1: you're right you can it is small disneyland Mm -hmm. uh you can do it all in a few days, but yeah, definitely, if you can make five days work with you know adding on an extra couple of days to your ticket isn't much, but I know adding more to your hotel and whatnot is 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 a bit extra, but if you have the ability to do so, it's definitely the way to go for Disneyland, um, yeah I mean, slowing down at Disney World is kind of a different story we'd I think you know for the many times I've been to Disney World, I haven't done everything, so.
2: Yeah, there's a lot there.
1: I still recommend slowing down and enjoying everything and not running from from place to place, but
0: I guess probably my final question for you would be I know they're totally different products, but kind of given that whole just slowing down mentality, between the parks or the crews, which do you think is is better for I mean like I said, they're totally different, but you know, where do you think is kind of the easiest way to experience the most magic, but still experience the the Disney feel, but I know maybe that's probably an impossible question. Uh,
2: (laughs) It is, it's tough. I think it's, yeah, it's totally different. I think a cruise is probably the easiest to just like plan and kind of, I, I think everything's just like, there's a lot less on your plate, you know, when you, when you're traveling to the parks and you know like for us, when we travel to the parks, um, you know, we have to factor in, you know, like the rest time, you know, like sometimes we stay off site, sometimes we stay on site. So for off site, it's further sometimes to walk, you know, to different hotels. So factoring in like, okay, we have to leave, you know, so we can get to the hotel and come back and blah, blah, blah. Whereas like on a cruise, you know, like anytime the kids were tired, we were just like, cool, we'll pop to the cabin for like, you know, a half an hour, an hour, whatever. Like we did that a couple of times and that's way easier. Um, so I think a cruise is probably like slightly easier, but, <laughs> you know, I think the, the DAS really does make, you know, the parks totally something manageable and they do have, you know, great accommodations there and it is really, they're two totally different things and it's hard to, <laughs> to choose at the end of the day. Just do them all, do everything. But yeah. 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 Just, that's it. That's the answer. I heard
1: somebody... At a Disneyland Park restaurant, a cast member would probably pick out the broccoli for you too.
2: Yeah, honestly. Then they even they made like, I'm sure that you've seen it with your kids, they made like the little ketchup like Mickeys. Yeah. And then my daughter was like, she was like so pissed. She's like, that's not Minnie Mouse. She needs a bow. And she was like <laughs> trying to get our server to like do a ketchup bow on the Mickey Mouse. I was like, girl just take the mickey mouse ketchup i'm like our poor server he was gonna try like he was honestly gonna try to make a bow out of ketchup and i was like you don't have you don't have to do that it's okay so they really i mean i think yeah the the cruise is just like next level but at the parks they probably would you know pick out the broccoli and stuff it's just me who does it usually yeah that was a hard comparison
1: i I regret asking
2: that at her she's (laughs) never
1: gonna come on our
2: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm gone. I feel like the only other thing, you know, that I would mention when it comes to the the DAS pass is like I mentioned, there is sort of that um, pre-registration. I would really, you know, make sure I encourage all my clients to do it because I think a lot of people, if you are counting on DAS and then you don't pre-register for it and you go to City Hall and you get, you know, denied, it could be really like a total curveball into your whole trip so i think really doing that pre-registration because then you can figure out if for whatever reason if you get denied you know you can kind of talk about alternatives you know with your travel agent or whoever um so i think that's really important i think you know i've had some guests who choose to do it at the park which is fine but you know just i think it's a, a good thing i'm a planner so I guess that's why, but I think it's better to have that knowledge, whether you're approved or not as far in advance as you can. So you can make sure you've got your stuff set up.
0: Well, Jen, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing everything. I know I've learned a ton.
2: Thanks for having me. This is so fun. You guys are great. (laughs) Fun times over here. Yeah, I like it. I'll come back anytime.
0: We're going to hold you to that.
2: (laughs) Okay. All right.
0: Well, that Um, does it for this episode of Planning the Magic. Feel free to, uh, or we invite you to like and subscribe everywhere you find podcasts and on uh, YouTube. And we will, of course, uh, link uh, all of Jen's info as well. So if you have any questions, you want to reach out to her. I know she'd love to work with you as well.
2: Absolutely.
1: Yeah. And if you want to connect with us a little bit more, join us in our Facebook group, ask us questions in there. Um, Otherwise, we'll see you next time. Bye, guys. real
0: soon.
2: Bye.